Welcome to the Week Ahead podcast. I'm market analyst Stephen Daglian, joined by my colleague and friend and Comsec's chief economist, Craig James, to talk about some of the main things that could move markets in the upcoming week. Good to see you again, Craig. Good to be here, Stephen. Favorite chat of the week, no doubt, hands down. Yes, indeed. Um, so obviously, this has been a, a pretty um, interesting ride for for markets. We had the best start to a year since the mid-1980s in January. Things have obviously slowed down since you know, we hit a four week low in the last few days. We've just had our second worst day of the year as well. And it seems like we're moving slightly further away from a record high. We're about two, two and a half percent away at the moment, but a pretty big week ahead. Aussie profit reporting season will continue to peak. We get a key update on wages and we've got plenty of updates on the global economy. So let's start first up with the Aussie profit reporting season. Um, What have you found so far this, uh, this earnings season? Well, overall, I think investors are finding it a little bit underwhelming. And uh, I think you know, some market analysts you know, sort of like. And uh, uh, the question is, uh, have we been too complacent? You know, sort of have uh, companies been telling us you know, sort of all that they, they know? Um, certainly, they're, they're under a requirement to, to do so. But um, uh, it's, it's interesting. If you look at you know, sort of the companies that, that report you know, sort of on, on day one, you know, sort of the day of their, their, uh, their release, um, only 45% of those companies have managed a gain on on day one. Uh, usually, it's a little bit higher. Usually, we're getting up 50 or 60 you know, sort of percent. And indeed, you know, sort of just over the last couple of days, we've seen an improvement. You know, sort of has been even lower than this. You know, sort of something in the order of 30% of companies reporting uh, higher uh, share price on day one of the the after their profit announcement. So. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's a case that companies, you know, sort of are finding it, you know, sort of tough going. Uh, they're reporting, you know, sort of results that, you know, sort of they're, they're, they're fairly um, um, uh, guarded against in terms of the, the future, you know, sort of. So uh, it is something that we'll continue to watch as the, the earnings season continues to unfold. Yeah, and we're reaching the end of week three of the the earnings season. There have been, I think, some themes that have that have come up. I mean, in the mining sector, it's quite clear that for many companies, we're seeing you know production might be holding up okay, but costs are rising, and also commodity prices for the most part have been dropping a bit from where they were at record highs, say you know a, a bit earlier. So that's been, I think. Um, hurting the results of some companies like Fortescue Metals, for example. Uh, South 32 also blamed uh, its um, 44% drop in in underlying profits on a decline in commodity prices. Coal miners, perhaps, uh, are still benefiting from record um, coal prices for the most part. I mean, Whitehaven uh, earlier this week um, essentially released its results and uh, you know said that it's had some of the, the best um, numbers in a, a very long time, basically on record. Um, so Treasury Wine Estates was another that actually underperformed outside of that mining space. And in the retail uh, sector, we've had um, you know quite a few companies saying that since the start of January, spending has dried up a little bit. So I guess the high cost of living is starting to, to pinch. So JB Hi-Fi down 5% on its... Um, uh, you know, on the day of its release and Temple and Webster, the online furniture retailer, it fell almost 30% when it released its, uh, its results. Again, saying that things have slowed down um, recently. I should probably point out again, the, the, the healthcare sector here too. Um, it's feeling the effects of COVID-19 in, in many different ways. So Cochlear, the hearing implant maker, it rose about 7% when it released its, its results. I guess a continued recovery from the COVID surgery delays that really hurt um, you know, a while ago, and CSL and Ansel were were a little on the on the mix side. But anyway, this week, uh, plenty of companies 
uh, in the upcoming week. Plenty of companies will be out with their uh, their results. I think BHP, Rio, they're the two that are probably going to receive most attention, I would say. Um, we've got Rio out on Wednesday. We've got BHP out on Tuesday. Uh, we've also got other companies like Qantas, for example, on Thursday releasing its results and uh, Woolies and Coles as well in that supermarket chain space. Uh, do you think there are any there that might uh, be most important as far as how markets might head? No, I think it's a case of, you know, looking at them all and across, you know, sort of all the industry you know, sectors. Uh, there, there's two words that, you know, sort of you'd like to see, you know, sort of in terms of some of these re results that come out. And we've seen it so far by a couple of companies, pricing power. If you've got pricing power and you indicate, you know, so that, uh, that is being borne out in terms of your profit result, clearly you're going to be, you know, so rewarded by investors. Borrow is one, you know, so that said that we've got a degree of pricing power. GUD, you know, so in the auto, you know, spare parts and water filtration and the like, again, you know, so indicating that they have some pricing power. In the current environment where cost pressures are increasing, if you can pass on those costs to, to consumers, uh, certainly, you, you're going to see your, your bottom line being supported, and uh, and investors, you know, sort of warm to to the task. So that's something that we'll be watching in the coming week. You're sort of seeing uh, those companies that say that they have got a degree of pricing power. Now, Qantas would would say that you know, so that is the case for 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 them. Um, as to whether it's you know, still going to be borne out in their release, we will have to wait and see. But you know, sort of that, that's those two words. I you know, sort of I'm I'm going to be closely looking for. And we do have a, a calendar on our website as well, which um, which people can uh, can go and, and download and, and use. It highlights basically which companies are reporting when, if it's a half year result or a full year result, and what the market's expecting from them. So you might find that useful uh, on our markets page. Uh, but let's move on to the probably the the key thing of the week, I guess, or key piece of data at least in Australia. It's an update on wages growth. It's a quarterly report and it's going to be out on Wednesday at eleven thirty AM Sydney time. What are you expecting there and why is it important? Well, the wage price index, it's, uh, the, it is seen as the main measure of wages in Australia. Um, I suppose we've seen a number of um, uh, private sector gauges come up, such as the, the SEEK Advertised Salary Index, uh, and that's seen as you know, sort of fairly important, particularly as it's, it's a monthly reading. And it's showing that wages are up around about you know, sort of 44 4.5%. So certainly have you know, sort of moved up and accelerated a little bit. Um, the, the wage price index, what it may show in terms of the December quarter is 1% growth for, for the quarter, taking annual growth up from 3.1% to 3.4%. Now, we, we think you know, sort of in coming quarters, we'll see this um, wage price index getting up around about that 4 4.5% year level. Um, is that too high? Well, what the, the Reserve Bank is concerned about is a wage price spiral. Um, if um, prices are soaring and, and um, uh, what we see that has passed through to, to wages at a similar sort of magnitude, so you get a 6% increase in inflation, 6% increase in wages, then wages say, no, we want 7% and then so forth, you know, so down, down the line. So, um, yeah, the, the wage price index is going to be interesting to, to watch out for. As I say, you know, sort of, one percent for for the quarter. If we get something less than that, if we get you know, and it hasn't got to be a lot, you know, sort of 0.8 percent. Uh, the Reserve Bank would look at that. Investors would look at that and say, look, that's still on the soft side. We, we're not going to at risk of a wage price spiral, you know, so here in, in Australia. So, uh, and that may ease some concerns about uh, interest rates going up. 
Um, the same in terms of the latest job figures. What we had as two consecutive um, months now in terms of jobs jobs falling. And um, again, yes, I think that's raising the question. Yes, perhaps yes, the Reserve Bank has been a little bit too too gung ho in terms of lifting interest rates. Perhaps yes, the wages aren't you know, sort of much of a problem. Um, and uh, perhaps we we are seeing that slowdown in terms of the consumer space, as you mentioned. Yes, a number of companies reporting yes over the the January period. Yes, have seen a slowdown in terms of spending. And that's going to be really important because uh, we've just recently had the Reserve Bank uh, becoming a bit more, I guess, hawkish in its tone, yeah. a bit more aggressive, you know, saying that there's there's still more work to do with mm. with raising interest rates. And the fact that we've had now, as you said, two straight months of uh, declines in employment. And, you know, if this wages report comes out quite weak as well, I mean, who knows how, how, how markets might react to that and might respond, especially that we've had, you know, as I said, markets hitting a four-week low recently, partly because of concerns, I guess, of of uh, continued rate hikes. But I guess that takes us to the final point, which is, uh, you know, everything happening overseas. Um, there's a lot, isn't there, going on in the in the upcoming week globally? Well, there is a lot. Um, we've got the, the G20 meeting in India, you know, sort of coming up as well. And um, the Reserve Bank Governor has highlighted the fact that, you know, so yes, he will be on, on a plane, you know, sort of with the the uh, our finance you know, sort of minister you know, sort of and and apparently they don't chat about interest rates you know sort of they'll chat about you know, sort of everything else but you know, sort of the treasurer and um, uh, the reserve bank governor will have a nice little time you know, sort of representing australia in terms of g20 in india but uh, you yeah, know we do have um, economic growth figures coming out in the united states we also have a measure of inflation uh, which is um, uh, the personal consumption expenditure de deflator is uh, 69, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, sort of. um, but um, uh, that's coming out late on Friday, you know, sort of, so early morning, actually, Saturday, our time. So we won't get a chance to respond to that until the, the following Monday. But um, it's currently running at a 4.4% US annual rate at the moment. But uh, we do have in inflation reads you know, sort of across the, the globe, you know, sort of uh, Canada, Germany, EU. Uh, Japan, Japan next Friday. So um, uh, we have uh, it's reading in terms of inflation as well. And this is what the Reserve Bank is telling us at the moment. What the Reserve Bank is telling us, we're going to watch inflation here in Australia. We're going to watch wages. Uh, we're going to watch what consumers are doing in terms of spending. That's going to be important in terms of setting interest rates. But we're going to watch what's happening in other parts of the globe because we do know this is a global situation in terms of higher inflation. And, and really, yes, it's the supplier ch supply chain, yes, the issues that we saw, yes, through the pa pandemic, which was one of the key drivers of this inflationary impulse across the globe. And, and looking through the week quickly, Monday, we've actually got the US and Canadian markets closed as well for, uh, for holidays. So just something to keep in mind. As far as the inflation stats out of Canada is concerned, that's on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, we've actually got uh, a, a Reserve Bank of New Zealand meeting as well, and they're expected to raise interest rates as far as what markets are pricing, and I believe by half a percent or 50 basis points. Mm -hmm. And then on Thursday, that's when we get the European inflation stats out, uh, data. And then on Friday, as you said, the, the, uh, the sexy PCE core deflator will be released as well for, for January. So I guess there's there's lots there to for investors to to look through and plenty there, I guess, for markets to respond to as well. 
Certainly, yes, sort of, um, yes, you wouldn't be dead for quids in yes, the current yes, <laughs> environment. Uh, it is a big week, yes, for Australian corporate earnings, as you mentioned, yes, sort of, so, um, and that's certainly going to be a key driver of the, the Australian share market. I, I still find it quite remarkable in the, in the current environment that um, you, you have got concerns about inflation across the, the globe, you've got concerns about recession, but then you go to places like the UK and the UK share market at record highs, the French market. Uh, Pretty much close to, to to record highs. We we slipped a little bit, you know, sort of in recent times, but uh, still, you know, sort of as you say, you know, sort of two percent odd, you know, sort of we could get to to record highs in an environment where we're supposed to be all concerned about uh, uh, interest rates, you know, sort of going through the roof and sending us into recession and uh, and economies, you know, sort of going backwards in a big way. All right, thanks, uh, Craig, for everything there, and I hope you have an awesome week. Yes, you too. Thank you.